Hi, and welcome to the Human Side of Business podcast. I'm Angie Cabe, CEO and co-founder of Intuity Performance. I'm a performance coach, HR professional, whole person leadership facilitator, and your host. The Human Side of Business podcast is fueled by the genuine curiosity to understand how personal characteristics and skills can be leveraged to drive individual and team performance, tangible outcomes, and ultimately organizational success within business. Each podcast is devoted to sharing knowledge, expanding our learning edges, and exploring the trends in corporate culture towards growing the emotional intelligence of organizations. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, Sharon. So uh, echoing what Scott had just said, we're super excited to, to have you here on the Elevate Business Podcast. Likewise. Yeah. So tell us, tell us more about you. Let's get into this where, you know, we talked a little bit in our quote unquote virtual green room uh, that this role for you is super new. Tell our subscribers, uh, what have you been experiencing in the past, past six months and uh, a bit more of your journey in leadership? Yeah, for sure. So I am uh, newly the COO of Minerva Intelligence, like Scott just mentioned uh, in the in the intro. Um, and uh, before that, I was not in any kind of management role. Um, you know, in my in my journey to to where I am right now, never really set out to be. Um, you know, in these kinds of positions, um, I actually started out uh, in uh, what I'll generalize as map making. Um, mm-hmm. You know, starting out in 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 my undergrad, um, you know, not really knowing what exactly I wanted to do for a living, and mm-hmm. uh, picked uh, environmental sciences as just kind of <laughs> like a catch-all. I like being outdoors. I love the environment, and so that's kind of where I gravitated. And um, through some of my undergrad courses, um, we were introduced to. Um, you know, the concept of uh, how location, um, uh, spatial awareness and and maps, you know, can be used to tell all kinds of stories um, from, you know, a data and information like scientific perspective, but also others, right? Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of thought goes into, you know, just creating those maps that those touristy type maps that you, you would um, encounter. Um, So from there, I kind of, um, you know, got hooked on this design aspect of the maps, um, but as well as the ability to solve problems um, mm. with with these maps. And that and and it started off, um, you know, back in the day, uh, it was uh, the the all this digital information and like Google Maps was not as popular. Um, it was still a major like a huge career <laughs> um, <laughs> um, track to you know have people trace these um, and digitize um, this type of information. Um, and since then we've evolved to now, like it's, it's you know, any kind of di- digital information about, you know, mm-hmm. an area geographic region is readily available. And so you no longer have those jobs and now there's the shift in the industry mm-hmm. where you need to um, learn about, uh, you know, have uh, develop more software development skills. And so that was kind of the next step of my journey was a software developer. Right. Um, uh, again, using using those learning those new skills um, to work with maps now primarily digitally to solve problems. Um, and once I kind of reached the cusp of that, um, we started getting into more of the strategy um, of you know what makes a good product. Um, not just mapping, but just in general, what makes a good software product, um, mm. and and all of those com- experiences combined, um, I, I and and I also owe it to 
um, a very, very supportive group of people that I've been have have had the honor to work with has mm-hmm. really kind of accumulated to this this um, stage of my life where I am now navigating um, you know an executive role for the first time, mm-hmm. um, and it's 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 nerve wracking, but it's also a very exciting opportunity because I think without that drive or that curiosity to dive into the unknown. Um, I wouldn't be where I am today. So right. uh, <laughs> that's some, oh, go ahead, Scott. Yeah, no, sorry. And I, I was just going to say, I thought it was really interesting how you had to almost reinvent yourself, recognizing yes. that you learned a specific skill set, and then you encountered a situation where, well, the environment, lack of a better term, kind of changed. Uh, and then you had to, you know, reinvent yourself and now adapt to learning better software development. And I think it's something that we're going to continue to see. Uh, with emerging leaders in in the next 10 or 20 years, uh, having to reinvent themselves and having to adapt and kind of change paths along the way and show this kind of resiliency uh, from there. And so I'm I'm curious, um, within that journey, what what role did, I guess, resiliency kind of play and how, how is it? How's it playing your current role now as a as COO for the past six months? Mm. I think it's it's really um, the that that like I mentioned is the curiosity of learning new things and not being not being discouraged uh, yeah. if you uh, you know feel like you're uncomfortable or, or you find yourself in an uncomfortable situation. Um, or you don't really know what you're doing and you feel like you're unqualified um, and just kind of diving um, forward uh, and, and, and giving it a try. And I think the key here is, is to make progress. And um, because without that progress and the, the drive to, to, to want progress and mm. to succeed, um, you know, you're never really going to be able to successfully reach your end goal. And in, in this case, um, me trying to reinvent, um, you know, my role and what I want to be doing with the next next few years of my career, um, you know, without that drive to, you know, want to, to try and, and try to spite failure, um, and learning from that mistakes, you don't get that resiliency. Like, you know, you you, you kind of <laughs> just turn 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 back around, and and you know uh, try try to just kind of coast. And I think it's also something that had just come with um, this this whole digital revolution. I don't know if that's the right word <laughs> um, to describe it, but um, you know, back in the day, it was quite normal for folks to. Um, have a job at the same role, same company for decades. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And that's become a lot rare. And I think I have um, been in the business uh, long enough to kind of see that transition where where at the beginning, I, I kind of thought like, oh, I needed to have the, that 10, 20 years of experience to, to be considered successful. Um, and with less than that under my belt, um, it's it's become apparent that that's the those uh, that changing environment um, has has it really needs to be taken into account um, mm-hmm. when people are thinking about themselves as whether or not they're successful uh, or doing the right thing or or qualified. Um, it's it's all about 
you know, the changing environment. And, and I think the, the quicker and easier we learn to embrace that, mm-hmm. um, the, the better and the willingness to, to learn how to embrace it as well. It's not just the overnight thing. <laughs> I like where you're going with that, Sharon. And what's coming up for me is, you know, more curiosity with you and for you when it comes to your evolution and your, I guess your journey this year, what skills are you looking to sharpen um, as the COO? I would have to say um, focus. Mm-hmm. Um, so coming from a more, you know, detail oriented, task oriented, like software development role, um, you know, I I, I kind of uh, get a lot, uh, had a lot of satisfaction from, you know, having a set problem that I had to solve. And to get there, there was a pretty clear list of of things that I needed to do mm-hmm. in different iterations. And so um, it was very clear that, you know, it was just at the end of the day, it, a, a checklist of things that I needed to do, um, aside from the strategy part of it. But at the end, there was, you know, a finite goal. Um, and what uh, I've, I've known and what I'm, I'm realizing is that um, in my new role, there you don't really have as much of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's kind of trying to learn how to focus um, your attention on what not only just the 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 light the the individual t- task items that need to be tackled to just get through the day, um, but what's going to let you you know tackle something bigger mm. um, and and plan and kind of have that foresight to say like if I do this now is this going to, you know, is this a a part of, you know, the greater solution six months down the road? Because with my current rule, that's kind of where I need to be thinking. I can't just be thinking about, you know, taking it day day by day. And so having that focus to um, make sure you're not kind of getting too far ahead of yourself, Mm -hmm. um, because of course, there's also day-to-day operational things that you'll need to to tackle um, and and being able to, you know, prioritize um, to do some things and not others. Uh, that has been something that I'm I'm still struggling to to work on and and try to find a balance because there is no clear guideline mm-hmm. or boundaries um, mm-hmm. or, or 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 finite goals like you would in software development where it's, you know, you know <laughs> lines of code and if you're like I got a thousand lines of code like I'm happy I yeah. feel like uh, like you know I was productive today right mm-hmm. um so just kind of um learning to accept that and not be too harsh on myself that's probably the next the next thing mm-hmm. um because I no longer have that um you know feeling of satisfaction by completing X number of codes or features to develop, right. um, you know, figure out what does that mean in my current role. And, mm. and it's, it's been refreshing as well um, because uh, a lot of the things that I end up doing um, are things that I genuinely enjoy, like that I would just happily do in my free time. Yeah. And so to kind of be able to connect that with my, my role as a COO um just makes everything so much nicer and to be like, Hey, I don't have to actually, you know, turn, turn that side of me off during work. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, I can do a little bit of um, process and planning 
um, as part of my core <laughs> job um, <laughs> is is really nice. Mm. It sounds to me like your definition of focus is really aligning what brings you joy and learning more so how to stretch yourself and continuing to build as well as, you know, aligning with the operational needs. And that to me, you know, from a a place of vulnerability is an amazing thing to continue to work towards, especially in our ever-changing world. Curious to understand when you, when you start to think about your team, and knowing what has take place in, taken place in the past year and currently now, um, what keeps you up at night with the team? So the main thing is really, um, you know, this, uh, and I'm sure a lot of uh, uh, companies are, are, are experiencing this, is, is how do you create a, a healthy and nurturing environment um, without being in person? Mm. Um, and, uh, myself personally, I, before the pandemic happened, I didn't think that I would be the type of person who would actually really enjoy working from home, Mm -hmm. for example. Um, and I really enjoyed that, you know, the ability to disconnect, but as the years, (laughs) I can say years now have gone on, um, it's like, it's. I, I've I've missed I've missed that interaction, and so um, and and that's just my own personal experience. And I've heard different stories from from various members of the team as well as outside of work. And I think that as human beings, we're we are naturally social creatures, and so there's no way to, you know, kind of completely remove that social aspect of it. And Zoom fatigue video calling fatigue is a, is a real thing. Um, so like my, at the beginning, I, I kind of thought like, oh, I needed to have the, that 10, 20 years of experience to, to be considered successful. Um, and with less than that under my belt, um, it's, it's become apparent that that's the, those, uh, that changing environment, um, has, has, it really needs to be taken into account, Mm -hmm. Um, when people are thinking about themselves as whether or not they're successful um, or doing the right thing or, or qualified Um, it's, it's all about, you know, the changing environment. And, and I think the, the quicker and easier we learn to embrace that Mm -hmm. um, the, the better and the willingness to, to learn how to embrace it as well. It's not just the overnight thing. (laughs) Like, so what keeps me up at night is how do I create an environment that is partially remote having the option for some social social aspect in mm. a hybrid environment um, that that would you know kind of play into and and help my team feel um, like they're a part of something bigger because it's often hard to um, feel like you're you're be, you're part of you know the strategic decisions um, or the decision making um, or you know you know what your uh, cubicle neighbor uh, might be doing when when you're just sitting in front of a screen at home mm-hmm. um, and and this is actually kind of a perfect uh, timing for us because we're we're looking at you know changing how the office space um, is going to look like. And so having, uh, keeping in mind all of those things, like how do you now create an office space? It's not just cubicles um, right. and creating those spaces where 
Um, you know, maybe um, you're not going to ask people to go into the office um, on a regular basis just to sit in front of their screens. You're asking them to come in to, you know, socialize and have these ad hoc meetings. And, and it's a comfortable space for them because mm-hmm. I understand there's a different uh, level of comfort as well if after spending two years, you know, at home working um, and, and um, you know, not being used to um, people in cro- close proximity, for example, mm. um, having that separation um, with health and safety in mind, but also, you know, uh, I, I guess the way I'm thinking about it is like kind of like cafe vibes or or a, a cafe lounge-ish area um, in the office to kind of nurture those conversations that you wouldn't otherwise have um, mm. if you were just sitting in front of your computer. Mm. Um so that's that's really the the number one big thing, and I think it's going to be like evolving um, all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I think that also with this shift in um, you know the workplace mentality, um, as well as Minerva's entering another phase of of growth, and, mm-hmm. and I think with that comes um, a reevaluation of you know, our company culture and what does it mean and what do we value? Um, Mm. Because uh, I I don't think that, um, you know, the, the previous examples that we've set um, in, in, in place, not, not Minerva specifically, but I don't think they necessarily translate very well um, from a traditionally in-person cubicle style workplace to a hybrid or fully remote one. Mm. Um, so uh, those are the types of things that are are top of mind recently. And I don't think that I'll ever get a right answer um, mm-hmm. for, right? And, and that's um, what's exciting about the, the whole process is that you get to have these conversations with your team mm-hmm. um, and, you know, try something. And if it doesn't work out, you know, you try something else until, until uh, those people are happy. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy your perspective or your, or your purview on this, Sharon, because it's it's not a small feat when it comes to company culture, especially right now. Um, and, you know, so kudos to you for the thought process of, you know, realizing and rationalizing with the fact that there is no perfect answer. Um, the answer for you is continuous conversation with your team members to understand what's going on, what do they need, and how can you meet them with the resources that they need structurally um, or from a culture perspective? Mm-hmm. Um, go ahead, Scott. And so you mentioned, Sharon, a little bit about, I guess, shifting gears about the, you know, focusing on the team, what does that look like for the future and how Minerva is entering into another kind of phase of new growth. Uh, what, what does that look like? And, and how might you, or how are you looking to kind of adapt to be able to, uh, to be able to support that growth moving forward? So that is also the other really exciting part that I personally enjoy. Um, mm-hmm. I hinted a little bit earlier in the conversation, and it's um, really this concept of just trying to um, put into place some processes and tools and systems so that the team can do their jobs better. Um, and, um, I'm, I'm trying to find, figure out a better way to say this, but, but I think I've done a good job if, if people are unaware that I, 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 I kind of exist. Cause I, I just want to be able to like feed in, um, you know, tools and, and mm-hmm. gadgets here and there. And if they are like, oh, wow, like what's this, 
they, they dive in, they use it and they end up using it like every day um, or even just regularly. And it helps them um, with, with what they do on a day-to-day basis. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that's ultimately what, um, you know, I'm, I'm striving for is, is mm-hmm. to have um, all these tools available for, for the team to use. And um, also um, in a way that is intuitive, um, automated. Um, and I think that type of, uh, I guess that that kind kind of prior priorities mm-hmm. um, is kind of like what I am trying to, um, you know, keep at top of mind because uh, with a growing team, you kind of can't um, do everything manually um, anymore. Which a lot of <laughs> our processes are what we're doing is it requires a lot of a lot more manpower to. Um, yeah to do and so you know automate yeah I would say automating processes um and and for me to kind of look at all of these um productivity process improvement tools um is is something that I really enjoy and to be able to um you know look into that learn learn about this new world um of uh you know I guess operational uh software um and and figure out how to implement it to mm-hmm. um the team um in a way where they enjoy it as well um mm. and they could do the part of their job that they enjoy uh, and not all of this boring um you know administrative tasks sometimes that we need to do um that's that's what uh i would say is the big the big priority mm-hmm mm-hmm not a small feat, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it sounds um, like easy and simple, but, but no, it's not. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, you know, it comes down to narrowing down what's right for the team. Um, and I liked your description, your approach of kind of, uh, you know, slipping or sneaking things in that are, um, that help uh, leverage or elevate their job or their tasks and what they're doing. And then also making sure that, um, they're enjoying it. So it's, it's, you know, decreasing the admin time, increasing productivity. That's fantastic. When it comes to, I guess what I would call the peopling side of things, uh, and your leadership, how are you shifting this year to ensure that you show up for your team? So I think for me, it's, it's outreach. Mm-hmm. Um, again, kind of tying back to this, the struggle of, you know, not really knowing when we can all be in the same room together again. Um, You know, I think there's no such thing as too much outreach and too much communication. And so something I'm personally working on is, um, you know, getting a little bit more involved um, and, and listening. Um, I'm, I'm a very good listener. (laughs) Um, And, and, uh, and I think uh, others see me as quite approachable as well. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, I can, um, I can imagine that in, you know, the, the, the hustling of, of their day-to-day, um, work, they, they might not have, um, or might not want to, you know, take a break from that and, you know, talk to me about something. Right. And so I kind of want to be able to put myself, um, out there, make, you know, have some dedicated time to be able to speak to my team members, um, and, and hear their thoughts really about, um, you know, what they feel we need, um, as a company to succeed as we're growing, um, but also in navigating this, this, uh, shift in the workplace mentality, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it's not, uh, 
uh, we're fortunate to have um, a small enough team where I can do that. Um, and so I think that's really important for, for um, the, the team to grow and, and um, you know, as we kind of go into this next phase um, to hear what everybody has to say um, mm-hmm. and be able to take all of those, all of that feedback into um, consideration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That's fantastic, Sharon. No, that, that really is. And I'm sure we can, can continue the conversation further. Um, one of the questions we like to ask kind of coming to a close here is what are the three words of inspiration that you would want the world to hear? Well, I think the first one would be curiosity. I've, I've dropped that a, quite a few times <laughs> um, in, our, in our discussion. Uh, the first one would be curiosity. Mm-hmm. Then I would say patience mm-hmm. and love. Yeah, that and that would be, uh, those would be my three words, curiosity, patience, and love. Um, Powerful you know, words. Yeah. yeah, love for words. I mean, you know, if you love what you do, you're able to spread love to others and yourself along mm-hmm. the way, then mm-hmm. it makes everything worthwhile and ultimately the world a better place. Wow. That's fantastic. Hopefully you don't mind us boring those words. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Sharon, for joining us today and helping us understand your leadership journey to date and, and what's going on uh, in your business world. And we really appreciate your insights uh, with Intuitive Performance and our subscribers. It's been a pleasure. Likewise, uh, for those subscribers who would like to learn more about Minerva, 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 why am I stumbling? (laughs) Minerva, it's the end of the day. Minerva Intelligence. Uh, We're going to provide a link to the company's profile on the Elevate Business Podcast title page. Take good care. (laughs) Thanks for listening to the Human Side of Business Podcast. I'm glad you could join us. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to stay updated with our latest content, make sure to visit our website. The link can be found in the episode description where you can subscribe to the podcast, sign up for our newsletter and learn more about our whole person leadership services. Sounds interesting. Explore the whole person leadership cohort by intuitive performance, a unique program that offers unparalleled support to managers on every step of their leadership journey. Our program features evidence-based assessments, workbooks, group coaching, and interactive learning experiences to help you level up your leadership skills. Reach out today to apply to one of our upcoming cohorts. Until next time, take care and stay curious.